Happy Friday, Fresco babies! Ooh, we feeling good today. We feeling light. We feeling hot. It's warm outside. Unseasonably warm, which feels great. If you are joining us for the first time this week, maybe you heard Fresco Savage on the Volume 1 podcast. Uh, I appreciate you being here so much. Me and Wanna Be Both. Now, he's never here for the intros. He's a busy guy. He's always in that studio making beats, baby. He's teaching the younger generation. The younger generation. (laughs) He's teaching the younger generation how to speak their minds. He does great work, great work. He's constantly writing out philosophy corners for us to use. But yes, this is Fresco Savage live from the interdimensional bedroom where we talk about space, time, losing respect and authority. For some reason, we always talk about our childhood. You know, that's, that's, that's where we learn to learn and learn to view the world as our childhood and our schooling experiences and how those may be uh, inherently flawed. So, you know, we just kind of talk about current events and get and spiral down, and we have multiple segments. We debut a new segment this week that I'm very excited about called uh, Fresco Loses Respect for Authority. Um, there's always there's these little moments in my life where I, you know, usually it happened when I was a kid where it, may, it, it, it triggered me. It said, it, it popped the trigger. It said, hey, wait, maybe adults don't know everything. Hey, wait, maybe the rules aren't actually rules. They're just kind of made up. They're, they're not inherently law or inherently correct. Uh, this week we talk about swearing and how I, I got in trouble for swearing before I even knew that swearing was a thing because an older friend of mine taught me how to say the F word, and I, and I called my sister an F word, and I got spanked unfortunately. So yeah, that's a uh, new segment this week. Uh, that's right at the end of the episode. I I look forward to you guys hearing it. Again, if you're here for the first time, here for the fourth time or fifth time, I appreciate you being here so much. We're coming on Christmas. Uh, that's a Joni Mitchell song that I love uh, called The River Everyone Should Look Up. But yes, I'm running out of time. I only get about two and a half minutes at the top of the episode just to talk to you guys and, and talk intimately. And, and, and I, uh, I just want to thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy the episode. Share it with a friend, rate it on iTunes, I don't care. Just enjoy yourself. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage Live from the Interdimensional Bedroom. doing fresco good to see you man feeling good baby i realize that i look like a tourist but that's fine yeah you do uh yeah yeah i time traveled this morning you did where'd you go well i where it's when it's when did i go oh what (laughs) when when did you go fresco so so what happened was i thought it was thursday (laughs) and then i realized it was wednesday boom that's time travel baby because it's just a construct of our own perception. I time travel. And they say it doesn't that's exist. An, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I love that. And that is one of the best feelings in the world when you, re- well, if it works in your favor, if you realize that. It works that, like, in my favor today. Right. I was like, right. shoot, I got to go back to, I got stuff to do on Friday. And I was like, oh, no, I'm running out of time. Guess what? Not running out of time. Got a whole other day. I doubled yeah, my time. When uh, daylight savings happens, the good way when we when we gain an hour 
you know, you wake up and you're, it felt like I was floating around, you know, like I was a ghost or something. Cause I wasn't used to being up at that time. I felt like I was the ghost yeah. of like Christmas past or something, you know, very seasonal. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Very seasonal reference. Yeah. That is weird. Why does daylight savings time exist? Do you know? You yeah. Went to college. Ben Franklin. You, you know, yep. okay. Yep. Yep. But Ben Franklin implemented it for the farmers. So the farmers could have more daylight um, and they could start working earlier. Um, okay. Okay. Yep. So they could, their season wouldn't get all messed up. They wouldn't lose hours. And that makes sense. Get up. Yeah. That makes sense why Arizona does not have it. Oh, I didn't no, know. Arizona. Probably not. Arizona does not, conf- they don't have daylight savings at all. They've what? just decided not to do it. Okay, so did they change it? Or, like, they never had it? But no farmers. Well, I don't think Arizona was a thing when Ben Franklin was around. Oh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, only the East Coast. Well, and that one made sense is why they could have done it easier back then, too, because it would have just been the... They all would have been the same It must zone. have taken... <clears throat> it must have taken three years to get that message to everyone. Yeah! They had to deliver that message by horse, like by hand. What? We're all just gonna, but like dudes from you know Pennsylvania had to get down to Virginia, South Carolina, and be like, "All right, all right, so hear me out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take (laughs) you're gonna take your clock and set it. I wonder what they had for clocks back then. Anyway, they were probably complicated. No, they had clocks. They winded them up. Right. So you couldn't just like twist the knob. You know, you had to like pull a bunch of shit. Maybe I read this book once about this uh, this kid in the woods. I I don't know the name of the book. I don't, but it takes place in revolutionary times. Okay, and um, it's during the time when like they started expanding further west, like not even further west. Like we're talking like Ohio. Yeah, the Ohio Valley. Um. Yeah. 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 Cuyahoga. And. Uh, <laughs> So this, this kid and his dad, they go and they build this cabin, and then the dad leaves to go get the rest of the family, and he u- leaves the young teenage boy in the woods for the winter to, t- to watch over the cabin. Oh, shit, man. <clears throat> and every day when he woke up, the first thing he did was, like, reset his watch. Like, his, his watch oh. would go off, and it would wake him up in the morning, and that, would, that it had a 24-hour wind on it. Oh, interesting, interesting. So I mean, maybe the thing w- I've learned about about like other times is like they were smarter than you. Th- they had more than you think they did. Yeah, right. We just right, right. we just think that they didn't because they didn't have laptops and smartphones. It seems so archaic. But even like even in like Rome, they had indoor plumbing. Yeah, and, like, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, dude. it's wild. It's all gravity based. Aqueducts, yeah. baby. Social studies. Yeah. The- Dude, the aqueducts, though, for that time, like, that is fascinating. And um, before that, in, like, the medieval, no, 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 not in Rome. Now, dude, I don't know about history, but at one point in history, I'm pretty sure they just built their castles really high. So that way you could just shit and it would just fall down a long way. Well, there was, like, something, was, just... there was something called a, uh, like, a pot, that, like, a, oh, man, what is the name of it? Like, a bedroom pot or something. Yeah. And then you would have, like, a wench come and it, they would clean it out. Okay. If you were rich. Okay. This would have been after ancient Rome, but like I just have this memory of history class and this we watched this king, this animated king 
you know, sit down on a toilet and we watched his poop fall down like a That's long, lovely. A it's long. funny how cartoons stick with you. There was this yeah. cartoon on before Power Rangers as a kid. And it was about this superhero rabbit. And in the intro, there was a fat man in an apartment. Like it would, the, the intro was the rabbit crawling all over New York City, like jumping around, crawling over New York City. And in the intro, there was like a, a bathroom. Like he went by a bathroom and there was like a fat guy toweling himself off after a shower. And the way he did it was he like put the shower behind his back and like rolled it all the way down. And that's still <laughs> how I dry myself off. I still yeah, do that dude. to this day. That is how yeah. I do it because I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, that's a nice idea. Yeah. No one teaches you, you how to dry yourself off. That's true, man. You're so Your mom does it. Kid. And then one day she just gives you the reins and it gives you no direction. Yeah, dude. And um, we don't have to get into this, but like, that is why a lot of gender I do believe is socialized because we just see things as a kid and we're like, yeah, that works. And that's how a lot of humanity, that's how a bunch of our society is formed. Do you remember the and first? Then it becomes I'm sorry, I interrupt you so much. And it it's becomes... okay, dude. I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, like the thing that women do with their hair, like they put the towel over their hair. I don't even know what it's called, but like when they get out of the shower, they like let their hair sit in the towel and they wrap it up. Yep. And I still I do used, that. I used to insist on doing that as a kid because I saw my mom do it. I was like, I want to do that. And then I would always do it and my mom would always laugh at me and I'm like mom this is awesome I've got this cool <laughs> like towel helmet thing yeah. and it feels like I have long hair and I'm like why 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 don't guys do that you know it's so fun I don't do you know still do it I don't man but I should start you again should start again you should start again fuck all those all those trends you know everything we call a norm is really just a trend Let's talk about that. No, yeah. What were you going to say, man? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on a towel rant this early in the show. No, I was going to say, remember the first time you peed standing up? I do. Oh, do you really? I don't. I can't say I do. I was a sit peer for for most of my life. I mean, we're talking, this is like three or four. This is a a very core memory. A pee sitter, a pitter. Sure. That's that's a trend if I ever heard one. Um, I remember... Cause I like, I, I, this is, must've been right recently when I was potty trained. Right. Yeah. And I go to my dad and I'm like, I need help to sit on the toilet. I need to pee. And he goes, just stand. And it was like, <sighs> like fireworks. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, that was the first, and I remember doing it. I was like, Whoa, this is sick. All right. Another trend norm that we need to discuss. Did you ever have a kid? who would pee at the urinals and then um, like in elementary school and, and this person would pull their pants all the way down to their ankles. Yes. There'd be one kid. There was yeah. always typically one. And in, in our school, it was uh, Timmy. I won't say his last name, but yeah, dude, that was, the, I still that do was that. comedy gold, comedic gold. Uh, not then. at urinals, but if I'm in a bathroom alone <laughs> and I'm standing and peeing, I'm pulling them all the way down. It's just easier. It's just easier. But like pants and underwear too. Yeah, all the way down. Dude, don't do that. To the I don't angst, like dude. That. I dude, I do it. My my friend I told my <laughs> friends I only do it when I'm drunk, but that was a lie. Because they've walked <laughs> in on me when I was drinking and my pants are all the way down. I this is how I do it. I don't know I don't dude, know any other way. There's no reason to do that. <laughs> it just works for me. I I can't I can't explain it. Another thing that fascinated me was that the the little like opening in underwear and men's underwear that I think like, some people that does actually, not fit my penis. 
right but people actually use that to pee out of and i don't get that man it just it makes your penis do like a little zigzag thing yeah it 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 zigzags the pipe yeah yeah it's not comfortable but i've seen people do i'm also that. like the fastest peer in the world oh you don't know this about me i it's about the width of a nickel the stream and i just <laughs> i push it out i don't know why i just push it out so fast like when i was Dude, okay. when i was traveling cool. i'd be like pull over i gotta pee and they would just pull over on the side of the highway i would get out not even leave the edge of the van Piss it out like a bullet, and I we were back on the road within thirty seconds. I'm a quick peer. So you have like a you have a thick stream or what? It's it's, like th- it's thick. It's thick. It's, it's it's thick, and it's it's got a lot of velocity. It's it comes out, and I, I can't explain. I can't explain it. Does it hurt, dude? Does it hurt? As much as it hurts for anybody else. How would you know? I wouldn't. How would you ever know that? It doesn't hurt at all. That was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's a, we're here for the gigs, Wana. We're here for the giggles. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'm um, but I, it does I, come uh, out very thick and fast. I can pee in 15, 20 seconds. In fact, I know this because, like, I've been at parties where you've gone out in the backyard to pee because the world is the urinal yeah. when, you're at, when you're at a party. And okay. uh, I will finish peeing before my friend is even finished unzipping. Oh my god, dude. I will have I, I will to, be done. I want to see this for myself. Maybe in 2021 when we can get together again. I need to see this. Well, I won't show you, but you can listen. Sure, I need to hear this. You know, yeah. that's all. I'm also Thanks a shy peer, which is unfortunate. That's all right, man. I mean, um, I think most people are. Probably yeah, no, a healthy instinct. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know where to go now. <laughs> Talk oh, you don't know where pee. to go past pee? Yeah, bring something up. <laughs> we, we did the pee bit for a bit. Um, well, all right, dude, I'm drinking tea. I've had a, a relatively good week. It's black tea. I got that organic black tea going on again. But it's in a jar. Are, you use, are you using a pasta jar again? No, I know dude, we I'm talked using, about this. Yeah, no, no pasta jar. Um, I'm using a, what are these called? The uh, mason jar. Oh, yeah, the ball and, jars. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I double bagged it again. I still think that I get more caffeine when I double bag. I've yet to, you know, have any evidence about that. But Hey, hey, listen. If it works, it works. If Don't it works, question it. it. Just Plac- say yes, If man. it's something's a placebo, just say yes to it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. You know, what do you feel about the season changing, man? Um, are you ready for winter? I know you you're you're watching that corny Hallmark show. In other ways, like, what do you think about Christmas in general? This is me not editing out the silence. Uh, <laughs> uh I'll cut out the silence and post. Um, Christmas in general. Well, I I I look forward to Christmas. Are you a good gift giver, Fresco? No. Okay. I, 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 I wish I was better. If I had more money, I'd be better. And I know that that's a cheap excuse, but the truth is, is I never, um, I don't think about gifts really. Like the gifts that I give are like novelties. Like I don't, okay. maybe that's good. Maybe that's good. But like, for example, last year for Christmas, I gave my mom this pair. My mom's first Facebook post of all time 
she shared this shitty advertisement for these sandals that were fish. They were like rubber sandals that were fish. Oh, fuck. And they, no, I didn't hear anything. And okay, were, sorry, my alarm went off. Sorry, they were fish sandals? They were fish sandals, and I gave her those. And she thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. But, like, I don't know what else I would have given her. You know, like, because right. she wrote, she wrote in the post, she's like, what I would give to have these. Ha, 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 ha. You know, like, just being funny. And I was like, got you. I got you. Oh, my God. But, like, other so, than that, like, uh, but let me tell you, my love language is gift receiving. Okay. Like, that okay. is how I feel love. And how I give love is words of affirmation. Like, I will tell people. I will, I will. I write songs. That's what I do. You know, like I, I use words to convey meaning and people think I'm really sarcastic when I do it, but I just be like, I appreciate you so much, like really quick. And like, that's how I give admiration. Do you know what your love so, languages are? Yeah. Fresco. What I'm realizing is that you're kind of an, you're kind of a selfish asshole when it comes to love, because you mm. like, <laughs> you, you, you want to receive gifts and you, you like to give out compliments that most people think are sarcastic <laughs> this is why so i've never been in a healthy shit. relationship <laughs> this is why well, i want a thoughtful meaningful expensive gift and i want to it doesn't have to be expensive no 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 a, a half-ass compliment <laughs> no yeah no, dude, listen um, my love runs deep I want, I don't, but I, that's the problem I, I do run into is like, I, I like to know people's love languages because it, your love language, I guarantee is quality time. Yeah. You enjoy quality yeah. time. That's why I'm a talker, not a texter. That's why I always call you and you hate it. Yep. But that's why I'll text <laughs> things in the middle of the night. Like, Hey, the last thing we did was really funny. That was me showing love and no text back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it is, it does feel unnatural coming from you because you are typically such a critical, cynical, awful person. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but like all the time, um, all the time, like, I don't know, like if I think about my friend and I think about that warmly, I'll just send him a text and I. Yeah, I like that. That is really wholesome, dude. That, that is sounds, really... that's nice, right? Like if you think about somebody and you have like a nice memory, a little, little inner chuckle, a little LOL uh, yeah. to yourself, tell them. Yeah. Tell them about and it. I've had this conversation a few times. My my whole family show like with, with um girls I've dated, like I I find it really hard to say I love you unless I'm intoxicated. And um mm, my well, family a, doesn't that's a deeper issue. Mo, mo, yeah, most people do, but um I my family doesn't say it. Like I don't say I love you to my um family when I really? like, like like after phone calls or whatever. I and mean, we don't really say it at all growing up. My dad would say it on the way out like who dropped me off at school like i love you and then i would just turn with my backpack and sprint to the door and oh. um oh. and but <laughs> my sorry, way of showing love is is sarcasm and sarcasm like if i can insult someone like i just called you an awful person mm. it, that to me is because we have such a good relationship where you i know you're not going to get offended by that yeah which shows what really is proof of an underlying feeling of love yeah it's the uh it's the old rustic raz. Yeah, you know, like rustic raz. Give them yeah. the old raz, and it the understanding that the raz is just a joke shows that there's like a deeper love there. Yeah, 
And if I constantly I have do to think... say, no, continue, I love you, you know, if I, if I have to constantly like read for, for me, for me, this is obviously a, a subjective, probably a bit of an issue. Um, if you're constantly having to reaffirm the love with saying, I love you or constantly complimenting them, it, it's a problem because you guys, you two probably don't know each other that well at a deeper level. That's what, that's how it feels to me. I should just clarify. Yep. So you feel as if the more you say it, it depreciates in value. However, exactly. that is a perspective that you are putting on life. Yes. That, that does not, that not everybody subscribes to, which is an interesting yes. concept that happens a lot that I don't think people realize. Right. Um, I just watched this movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fresco, I've never heard of the Peanut Butter Falcon. Please uh, tell me more. Amazing movie about a uh, Shia LaBeouf is in it, right? I love me some Shia. This you year, and fucking Shia LaBeouf, dude. It's as good as Honey Boy. I love Shia LaBeouf. Anyway, it's about it's a kid with special needs. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not a doctor, so I won't diagnose. This is a kid with special needs. He works. He lives at a home. Like he has no family, right? He need, doesn't like being there. He escapes a lot. And there's like, okay. he's got a nurse that like kind of takes care of him, but he's just unhappy. He's, he's a young kid who's just unhappy, but he's very, you know, he's not able to take care of himself on his own. Unfortunately, he escapes one rainy night in just whitey tighties. And then, um, and then he finds Shia LaBeouf who's like on the run from something. Oh, did I lose you? Mm -hmm. you're uh, good, you're good. He finds Shia LaBeouf who's on the run from the, and they kind of form this bond, right? Okay. Um, and it's a very sweet bond. But the whole movie, what I was worried about was that Shia LaBeouf's character would eventually get mad at, at the special needs character. The Peanut Butter Falcon is his name because um, they okay. get to choose their own names. And oh. so um, and he wants to be a pro wrestler. So, like, it makes it makes sense. And so the whole movie, um, I was concerned that. Shia LaBeouf's character was just using him. He didn't actually love this special needs character, and then he would eventually uh, leave leave him. I've realized now that you, people are capable of loving another person without just like using them and then leaving. Which is my because I'm putting my perspective on that because that's how I felt in the past. Is I've been oh, left. Oh, your lens was that. So oh, my man. lens that I'm watching. And I have that concern all the time when I see friendships where it doesn't like add up logically to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, that other person is just being used and I feel for them and I feel bad for them because eventually like they're going to leave it. Because usually what happens in a situation, it's like a drop of a pin, a situation happens and they're and the other person that they love is gone because they yeah. were just using them. But I realized, oh my God, I'm you. That is my own inner lens because yeah. that's happened to me. So I think that's how the world works, but that's not how the world works. Yeah, dude. Therapy, just, dude. This is why therapy dark. is so important. Yeah, man, that's 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 huge. Um, yeah, that they call it in psychology. They call it projection. Wait, and is this a wannabe psychology corner? We could do um, philosophy corner. I was just about to dig into stoicism. Dreams, required readings, a philosophy class you had to take to graduate with a liberal arts degree. Listen in as Wannabe takes us down the deep, deep path that never ends into our own minds. This is the Philosophy Corner. Jim Carrey said something along the lines of, like, our eyes are viewers of the world, 
but they are also projectors mm. because we are constantly doing that. We're constantly, we see things and we're filling things in as we see them, you know, and they talk about that with like quantum physics. When you're interacting with a, another image, even when you're looking at something else, your light fractures or whatever that are coming from your eyes or whatever's coming from your eyes is technically at a, at a very small quantum physics level, like at a, at a, at a God, I, I'm not a, I'm not a physicist, but like at a, a particle level, yeah. um, atoms and ne- neutrons and shit like yep. that, and um, you're changing that image just mm. by looking at it. So literally and figuratively, you know, we do that with our minds. We change things that we see based on what the content that's already in our minds. And I did my research on stoicism and back in ancient Rome, throwback to uh, shout out to ancient Rome. Um, Marcus Aurelius, who was one of the, he was the last, he was the fifth emperor and the last good emperor of the Pax Romana, a time period where Rome was doing really well. They were thriving. Hell yeah, um, dude. Hell yeah, Mark. Mark. Marcus Aurelius was all about stoicism, which essentially, and this is very, a very generalized um, definition of stoicism, but what they did, what he tried to do was, was objectify every situation that he was in. So he tried to remove any emotional attachment to certain um, events in his life. So for instance, he would wake up every day and as he was kissing, he wrote this in his fucking journal, dude. As he would kiss his children's head to kiss them goodbye, he wrote that you should imagine, remind yourself that these children could die today because that is a truly possible, like that's a true possibility. And it's, it's what the Stoics were all about was trying to anticipate the difficulties that could come up so you say to yourself okay i could really there's a good chance that i could die today and so i should live as though i could die today because why would i pretend like there's not a possibility that i could die today Mm. um and now this did you you're like okay how does this help people that sounds like a stressful time but they use this in cognitive behavioral therapy to remind people to objectify situations because we get so caught up in that lens that we're seeing it through yeah. Oh my gosh, Tiffany hates me because I didn't go to her party and that's why she was giving me the stink eye in physics class or whatever. Yeah. Really, what really happened there was one girl looked at another girl, you know, from the side of her vision, right? Peripheral yeah. vision or whatever. It, you're filling in a lot of that situation or like, wow. you know. Yeah. So I use it when I when I would give speeches. It's you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to give this speech and all these people are going to be judging me, yada, yada, yada. Really, it's one person out of 8 billion people in the world is giving a speech to like, let's say 50 people. And these people are sitting in a room in a small space together. And yeah. around the world, the majority of the world um, is going about their daily lives, not giving, not even having a clue that I'm even alive. Yeah. And that can actually be super, super helpful. All yeah, right, that's look, it for philosophy corner today. Actually, it, 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 what you originally touched on reminded me of something. Um, how we change what just looking at something changes something. It reminded me of the the allegory of Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat. Yes. You know that? Yes. Where yes. there's a cat in a box. Once you open the box, the cat is dead. But before you open the box, you did not know. So you right. killed the cat. Yes. Yep intention um we talk about that a lot in philosophy how intention and uh, volition actually has a lot to do with the way that we make moral judgments 
and what yeah. we what we see is good or bad. There's the famous trolley experiment where if you let the trolley go on the path it's on, it'll kill um, five people, and then if you yeah. switch the the route, it'll kill two people. So, but and then you add you, in one of those people you know, you know that that's, right, yeah, right. And then it, and the difference Which, is your you know activity of switching the route anyway the the thing is there's probably no real right answer to that question the the lesson of that those types of questions are in the way it makes you question more than it is the right answer it it opens up uh reasoning you know yeah yep and um that's why we need more philosophers in the world and that's why you and i are here fresco just two young philosophers philosophers am i a philosopher um i ask a lot of deep questions but i don't consider myself anything other than common yeah i suppose we shouldn't like abuse the word philosopher because i feel like there's a lot of a lot of people today that would call themselves philosophers so a lot you of know people, what i'm taking that back there's a lot of people in bars that are like <laughs> yeah, i'm dude. a philosopher they, they come in with a note you ever see someone come into a bar with a notebook and you're like here we go yeah, yeah it's like i've also been that, i've also you. been that guy yeah, dude, I don't like that at all. I've been the guy at the bar too with the laptop writing a screenplay. So, yep, oh, I'm fuck. a douche. I'm a dude. huge, huge wet douche. Yeah, that's you're a soaking wet douche, man. Um, I did do my homework um in a in a bar one time, but yeah, but it was probably more... like a college bar. Yeah, where it probably happens. Think... It was probably yeah. I would yeah, go. I don't think any... I would go to a bar in a very small town where I don't even know if they have computers. And I came in. I came in like an astronaut with with foreign technology. I went to this Amish bar with a fucking laptop, and everyone started. Everyone's like, "Ooh, what is this?" And I'm like, "I don't have internet right now, but if I did, I could open up your world." Oh my god, dude! Something else, man. I've always um. I've always like really wanted when we first started working together, I like really wanted your approval for some reason. And now, now I'm glad we're past that because (laughs) I'm glad we're past that too. Yeah. I thought you were super cool. Probably because you were in a band, man. Yeah. I'm not in a band anymore. Uh, I will say the first, every time we hang out and it's been what a year now since I've seen you in person. Um, Probably. Yeah. There's a there was a hump we'd have to get over where like I had to be like you were like trying to like confirm that I still liked you as a person. So like the first <laughs> 20 minutes, you would like forget that we're friends. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that sounds like me. I dude, yeah, I don't know what where that was from. I do get like I not it doesn't happen to me very often though. Like I like um I, I don't know. I pick up these um, vibes from people and mm. uh, you were just, maybe it was just cause you really didn't care about like whether I liked you or not. Maybe that, that was I it. I think that but was probably it. I think you were, I don't intentionally give like, I, I, I usually don't like, I don't know how to say this. When someone, when I think someone needs something, whether it be mm-hmm. like, um not appreciation but like if someone's like needy for validation i -hmm. will withhold it like if i (laughs) again yeah i I might be an asshole but like sometimes i think it is good to give them that like i try i try not to do that anymore but i don't like 
when I can tell someone needs something and I don't think they need it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So like I will withhold it, but I've also learned the joy of giving them that validation. And like, especially when I was managing people and still when I'm like working with people, if I can tell someone needs to know they're doing a good job, I will just tell them. It takes two seconds for me and it makes them feel really good. But in the past, it's been the opposite because again, I'm an ass. Yeah. No, I do the same thing. I think most people do when people are so obviously hungry for a compliment or attention. It's like, you don't want to give it to them. You want them, I don't know, you want them to I want them to feel it themselves. I want them to feel it themselves. You know, like I I want them to already have it. But if you can just tell, I mean, maybe it's just a great gift you can give somebody just a little bit, you know? Yeah, every now and then. It depends on, yeah, my mood when I do that. You know what I think, bro, the, the straw that broke the camel's back with you and i you know how mm. i think i gained your uh a, your respect when I, it was a you know we would work sundays together like 10 to was it 10 to 6 yeah 10 to 10 to 6 six thirty. that was a great shift sunday shifts Those i were, didn't like being there on sundays but it was a chill shift very chill shift and i you would always talk about being a 90s kid and we'd make these references and whatnot and i'm technically you know i'm not a i'm barely a 90s kid but yeah you're what 97 I'm 97, man. I'm, so I'm, when you started really remembering come. things, it was the early 2000s. Yes, yes. And I brought in for lunch, I brought in some macaroni, craft macaroni and hot dogs. Mm. And I said, a great 90s meal for a great 90s kid. And I think you laughed at that. And I think we had a conversation about macaroni and hot dogs. Yeah. And like that led into a conversation about childhood. And you're probably the most nostalgic person I've ever met. People say I that. Cracked- <laughs> yeah Dude, i cracked you that like i i broke in i broke your shell that day why am i so nostalgic? i don't know why i appreciate is it just because i have a nice memory i think it's just because i have a good memory and i can remember things. yeah and, yeah dude and that's why i thought you'd be a great gift giver because you have a very intricate memory and like yeah you remember these very you know these stories that probably these moments didn't mean a lot to most people okay but, Th- but that's what i'm saying is I gave my mom fish sandals. Right, right, right. I don't know yeah. if that's a great gift. Right. But it felt great to me because I yeah. find so much beauty in the in, in the insignificant. Yeah. That sounds like I'm touting my own horn. Beauty, I'm a bit cynical yeah. today. I don't know if you can tell. I listened to this podcast about how we're we're like hurtling towards a technocracy, and I am just I I'm just not having it today. Oh, I think I listened to the, it's the uh, fourth, fourth industrial revolution. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. that was not a great one. Just keep in mind, the one that gets me um, is keeping in mind how little we still know about the human brain. And that podcast was talking about like 20, 30, and that's scary. And that's only 10 years. I know. And, but, you know, think about like how much. People are saying coronavirus set technology, technological advances back by about 50 years. No, I don't so think that's true at all. The, I, I listened to a different one where some someone said that. I can't remember which one it was, but it's like, dude, people are throwing these numbers out. They don't know. You know there could be another coronavirus next year. That's a different true. It's, entertain, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. They're try, dude, they're hacking your brain. They're trying to scare you. Get that um, fight or flight response going. Because we yeah. love that. Yeah, and I'll just keep listening because it. I'm a prairie. We're all prairie dogs. Yeah, and we're like poking and out yes. of our holes to see if danger's coming. And so we, if there's an imminent right. threat of danger, you're so right. 
Yeah, fuck, dude, quit being a little technocracy. Quit being a prairie dog, you little biatch. Did you notice me? I wanted to yell, but then I remembered I had I had housemates. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. And so it sounded like fuck technocracy. Fuck, hey, fuck technocracy. Like when you're a little kid and you first start swearing, you're like, you know what? Fuck that, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, for being an you, dude, Jack, quit being an asshole, dude. <laughs> dude swearing is so funny to me because like i grew up in a pretty christian white uh, vanilla family and like swearing there was a lot of stress on not swearing not even saying like shut up or fart and <laughs> <laughs> yeah we couldn't say fart. couldn't say fart we had to say past ass dude <laughs> oh my god oh my god okay so oh. um but once I realized swearing literally does not matter, like it, right. it's, I, I, I never understood. Like it clicked with me sometime in middle school where I was like, okay, so my mom allows me to say fudge that, but not fuck that. So her, she's being like uh, insulted by the word itself, not the meaning. It's to me, the meaning is the strong suit part right so i never understood that so it's like you guys are just walking around lying to yourself like these words have power you're actually giving the word more power than it than it yeah. should have the actual I, pronunciation is what's offensive yeah because i could i could be like stop being a grinch to my sister and my mom would be yeah. like haha that's fine but if i called her a bitch i'd get slapped right right and it just never made it never made sense to me this is this yeah. week on fresco loses trust in authority it's a new yeah man (laughs) no that's so true and what you end up finding is that yeah it's the semantics of the or it's a a pronunciation of the word and they're giving it the power just it's them they may not even be offended they just think they have to be yeah and they end up giving it the power if you grow up in a in a society where everyone just says fuck you as a greeting then that's or you know even if we just like stop yelling at kids so much for swearing then they probably it's just not that big a deal you know also why do kids swear because they heard their parents swear yeah they heard the parents swear and then they heard that they're not supposed to yep yeah man that's it's fascinating like you ever have a friend's little sibling like when you were growing up would like say shit and everyone would laugh and then the mom would say don't say that and then the kid would come back and be like shit and the whole room would laugh again yeah yep and you're gonna tell that kid you're gonna tell that kid not to say that right you're it's rewarding up, him i know right yeah it's uh it's that's very interesting because then it gets into the it, it, when you're old enough to interpret what you're saying and you're still saying it that's when it's bad when you're young and you're not interpreting what you're saying you're not comprehending the meaning then you can say it and yeah, that's is, fascinating we have three minutes left this is the real time this is this is going to be the real fresco loses a th- loses trust and authority Respect and Authority Corner right here. It's a new segment this week. You think you can tell me what to do? Well, you're wrong. No one tells me what to do unless I can thoughtfully analyze it. Yeah, get out of my face. I was five or six years old. I would always play with the neighbor kids. All right. Okay. And they, they were a little older. His name was Austin. And he was a little older than me. Maybe like we were neighbor kids. So like he was like. 12 or 13 but when we had no one else to play with i was i was pretty young at that age that's a pretty big gap but like when no one else around we just like play guns or whatever in like his woods what kids boys things boys do yeah and uh 
one day he told me my sister was in the backyard and I was in his backyard and he was he said uh yell fuck you to your sister but I didn't know those words existed yet they were just sounds to me he says he goes go like go tell your sister to fuck off or something like that I don't really remember it exactly but I remember the word fuck was in there and so I just I was like what's the word fuck fuck okay I got it it was like a new word to me I'd never heard yeah. it. And so I didn't understand that it was you know, testy. Right. So I go to, I call my sister a fucking bitch or whatever, you know, these new swear words. Then she starts crying. And I'm like, I have no idea what happened. I have no idea what's going on. And then my parents come out. My dad's like, get over here. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't know what I did. And he like spanks yeah. me. And he's like, don't say that. And I'm like, I don't even know what I said. I'm just getting yeah. beaten for, yeah. for just saying sounds. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, maybe the first time I started uh, disrespecting authority. I was like, fuck this. This is not, <laughs> they don't know shit. This is not, yeah, this isn't real. So who is that psychopath kid that told you to say that to your sister? And what is he doing today? This is actually a very sad story. He passed away in a motorcycle accident two years oh, ago. Oh, gee. Oh, so no. You, why'd you have right. to ask? <laughs> Episode's hey, done. Right. Episode's no, done. Fuck, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, dude. He also he also showed me Goldeneye, which was great. Dude, may that awesome neighbor of yours rest in peace. It's you know everyone makes mistakes. I mean, we never played after the age of like thirteen, like once I started school and stuff, and we got our own friends. But I always remember that. All right, this. dude. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's kind of fun. It's it's darkly humorous. It's ironic, is what it is that you had to go there. I, yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. Well, hey, man. Have a good week. Um, see you next week. Are we going to do a call today? See you next week. Uh, if you want. All right, I'll call No, you I'm going on a walk, dude. It's beautiful outside. Text me. I'm, I'm not a texter anymore. Only a caller today. All right, Jesus I'll see you later. Christ. Bye. Bye.